0: Coming up next on The Jeff Crilley Show, we're going to talk to our trauma recovery expert who's going to teach all of us how to become fearless, her journey just ahead. Well, I think we're all guilty of this. We make snap judgments. You know, you've heard the old expression, you, you can judge a book by its cover. Well, that's not exactly true because my next guest has lived an incredible journey, and she's going to share that with us. Kimberly Elliott is in the house. She's a, the founder and CEO of Fearless She. Thanks for coming on the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So when people see you for the first time, obviously you're gorgeous and um, they don't know the road that you've walked. They don't know that you're a neuroscientist. They don't know all of the accolades you've had, but also the pain. So um, share with us a little bit about your journey.
1: Um, And I would say my journey is shared by a lot of women who are strong, independent, married or single who go down a path that there's a lot of trauma that happens in their life and I don't define trauma just by physical. Trauma can be mental, it can be uh, psychological, it can be physical, and, and what is a trauma for me may not be a trauma for someone else. So I always like to kind of put that out there. But once we go through those traumas, for me, it was an abusive marriage. It was um, some, I would say harassment and issues in the workforce, those different traumas, put me on a path where I just couldn't find my way. I almost couldn't get out of my own way to achieve success. Yes. And so when I found how to do that, um, I was awakened. And I wanted to share that with every woman out there, that the prison that we put our own selves in through trauma is a prison that helps us from walking in freedom and being our best self.
0: Well, help people understand, because you look like such a strong, independent woman, how somebody as strong as you are found yourself in an abusive relationship.
1: So, you know, I went to Baylor University on a full ride, had all the accolades, thought I was just going to go off to medical school and pursue life. I met a guy in the military, felt completely in love. He got orders to Georgia. I thought, well, I can put off med school and I can just go to Georgia moved to Georgia and lived in Atlanta while he was down at Fort Benning. While there, it just became really hard to focus on work and school and a relationship. Ended that relationship, but didn't end my love of ready to be married, settled and accomplished because I saw that America says, married with kids means you've succeeded. And I was that OCD. I have to succeed at everything. So that was almost like it was another check box but an important one um, I then proceeded to get involved in a relationship with someone who worked and traveled like I did we saw each other on weekends or we plan out a week but for the most part we were gone I got married we moved in together and the abuse started almost immediately mm. and for me and everyone around me there was a question do you tell people that you, this very strong, independent woman that everyone looks up to and, and shares with, is being abused. It's in for what women, what we find CEOs, managers, entrepreneurs, women in the huge leadership roles, they are faced with telling the world that they couldn't control this. Mm. It's a hit on their brand, it's a hit on their image, and it's a huge confidence and self esteem. Yes. So when you're dealing with, in my case, physical abuse and trauma, domestic violence, or for women who are dealing with psychological, they're being told they're not good enough, they're too heavy, they're not pretty enough, they don't deserve something. It can be any of those different traumas, but it's, it's almost to say to the world, I am very talented, I'm very successful, and I'm doing these things, but this is also happening. Sure. And it's, it's very hard in today's world for women to find their way with that on their back. It's almost like that suitcase that you can't get on the plane. They gave you two bag limit and that's an extra hundred pound bag that you can't do. Mm. So women hide it. They go on and they just say, it's okay. And I used to say, this was my motto and I see it in other women. I can fix it before the world knows it's broken. Wow. That's and the powerful. truth is most of the world will see the broken. They see the brokenness in you. They see the brokenness in others. They see the brokenness in the things around you. But we think we're fixing it. We think we're going to cover for it. Um, Even if you're involved with a spouse who's an alcoholic or if you're involved in an abuse or if you're just somebody who is manipulating, you, taking money from you used your kindness to get ahead in a business, and left you behind. All of those things for women become things that if we tell anyone, we hurt ourselves more than we hurt others, or so we believe.
0: Yes. I want to pull up your website, Kimberly, because uh, it's beautifully made. And um, as we scroll down the website, I want to talk to you about how you coach people, how how people engage you.
1: So I myself have coaches. Mm -hmm. And I tell everyone, coaches have coaches, directors have directors. If you don't have somebody who is helping you to understand what people need, you can't be your best help. I also have a master's in behavioral counseling from Dallas Baptist University. Um, My undergrad was in neuroscience. So I'm very concerned with the behaviors, the actions that go with them, the relationships that people have, and what that creates. Our website was targeting the women I'm speaking of, women who are in leadership roles, they're CEOs, they are um, managers, they are entrepreneurs, they are business owners who find themselves at a loss. My logo represents a butterfly. The butterfly on one side is beautifully formed. It's a beautiful formed butterfly with flowers and blossom, because that's what we as women want to be. We want to be beautiful, informed. We want to be creative, artistic, responsive, supportive. The other side of the butterfly is holes, because that's what women feel, Mm. empty, left behind. They are struggling to be thin enough, to be smart enough, to be blonde enough that they fit in American TV, American music. They can be on a video, they can be represented, they can be sponsored. And when they don't fit that image, they're constantly being told they're not enough.
0: Yes, and it starts at an early age, doesn't it? I mean, I think even little girls are looking in the mirror saying, mommy, am I too fat?
1: Uh, Actually, I have a really funny story about that. When I was 12, I was a cheerleader at my junior high and, and cutest boy, I had no interest in boys. I was all about sports, dance, and everything else. And the cutest little boy, I guess mentioned in class, he was interested. And one of the little girls said, you don't want her, her nose is too big. It's flat and it's big and it's ugly. Wow. And I was so hurt and I went home and I just cried my eyes out. And this was a girl that maybe was supposed to be a friend. And My father said something to me I will never forget. He said, you go back to school tomorrow, and they tell me your nose is flat, and it is big, and it's because all your brains wouldn't fit in your head, (laughs) so God put the extra there. And they couldn't dispute it. I was the smartest kid in class. Everybody knew it. So when I went back to school and I had that confidence, even though I really knew that wasn't true, I said that, and at 12, nobody could dispute it.
0: Mm. Well, let's talk about negative self-talk because sometimes it's not what the person says to us. It's what you say to yourself when you look in the mirror.
1: Absolutely. Uh, How
0: do you control negative self-talk?
1: You know, I honestly believe we have to be trained. I do not. I tell women it's usually not something we can stop on our own. I, you know, I actually had a great coach, Dr. Carla Russo. Many of us know her. She's a prominent figure in this community. She's, put me in a class tricked me. I always say it was a business class and it was done at one of our local churches in Dallas. And I went to the class and I started to talk about my relationship with God and how I was punishing myself. I believed, And I was telling myself that if I didn't help every woman, if I didn't do certain things, if I wasn't responsive to this, that I wasn't a good Christian, that was the negative self-taught to myself and that in order to be a good Christian and to make it to heaven, I pretty much had to be a doormat for everybody. Yes. And that was my negative self-talk. And as Dr. Carla took me through the training, I, over time, over six weeks, started to do the work required to understand what image I had put in myself, not only for me as a Christian of God the Father, but of my own parents and of people around me and the expectation I had set. And it's funny, I actually called her and was like, I-, I just need you to tell me that me and you are really having a conversation one day. And she said, Why? I said, Because I'm so free. Because I've done the work, I, de- I stopped the negative self talk. I'm so free right now, I don't even believe I'm alive. I didn't understand the suffocation that it had on me, mm-hmm. the inability to move forward. And for women, we are the beauty in the world. We bring grace. We bring praise, support, beauty to everything. I don't care what it is. Men may come with a vision. Women come with a plan. Mm -hmm. And that plan is exciting and it's vibrant and it's so explosive. But when we are not our full self when we're not walking in freedom when we're suffocating from trauma and guilt all of those things we can't deliver that mm-hmm. so i just found that when i busted out of my own prison i could walk in freedom and i could deliver to the world what i was supposed to which was walk the walk talk the talk to help other women know that we don't have to be in prison and that prison for me, is women have an incredible sense of justice. And when they have been wronged, when they've been abused, when they've been traumatized, when they've been a a spectator to someone else's trauma close to them and not able to stop it, not able to help or defend themselves, they want that person punished, that person, thing, that entity, corporation punished. And if they don't see that they are punished, They have to have somebody punished to move on. So what do women do? They punish themselves. Mm -hmm. Because now they can move on. Somebody's paying the price. And we pay the price by promiscuity, by being overly promiscuous, by um, overeating, by self-shaming, by all these different things that we do to ourselves to say somebody paid for that. Mm -hmm. And And that's a prison. It's our own prison. When we recognize we have the keys to unlock the door, to walk free, guilt, useless emotion. Dr. Carla taught me that, and I reteach that. It's useless. There's accountability for things, and sometimes things are not in our control. Wow. But we learn to move past that. you know. So as Fearless She CEO, as the CEO of Fearless She, I teach women. That fearless she is me. It is me being who I was meant to be. I am a fearless she. And that's something women can say to them
0: all. And it's obvious why you're such a uh, a popular podcast guest. We've got some video that we're going to put up. uh, You've done a lot of uh, uh, podcasting. Uh, I want to talk about you sharing your story with the world because that takes a certain amount of courage. You could have kept all of this stuff to yourself, but you're you're proudly telling women, look, um, I am fearless. She and yet I had this episode in my life where where I was fearful and not fearless.
1: Absolutely. I would definitely say not only have I gone through an abusive marriage, I've had a fairly public um, episode with a pro football player where I was abused. And it took a lot for me to really understand. And I even had a friend say to me, how can you be the fearless CEO, and you're afraid to let people know what's happening to you? Mm -hmm. So it took me recognizing that sometimes you have to be public about some things or at least have a group that you can go to. And that's what we've established with the luncheons and the retreats is a group you can go to and have nobody look at you differently. Nobody's going to say, well, you shouldn't be running your company. And that's happened to him. When they come forth with this is what's happening in my life or this is what's happening. I think Oprah even said when things came out about stuff happening in her life, they were like, well, maybe you should take time off from the show. Nobody says that to a man. Right. Nobody tells men to take time off. They say, focus on work. You'll be just fine. But for women, we have to choose and pick. And so I wanted a safe space. That women could not only increase their business knowledge, talk about business things, but also talk about things like what it is to do business with other women, what it is to do business with men, how do we interact, how do we overcome trauma, how do you overcome harassment in the workplace, what's comfortable fraternization and what's not. Yes. You know, and so you know, even when I got the name Fearless She. Uh, I've spoken about that on podcasts. I, I'd love to share with you how I got that. Please. So on several podcasts, Two Posh podcasts, the experts, the different ones you showed, we talked about that I was having the worst day of my life. I'd actually been betrayed out of business and, and was devastated, looking for my justice. And I'm sitting in my floor and I'm like, Lord, I've done everything you've asked. I'm here, and I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know who it is you need me to help, but there's somebody, because you wouldn't have put me through all of these things if it wasn't meant for something. And lo and behold, I got a phone call from a girlfriend who I do have a tracker on because she was had suicidal tendencies. Mm. And she said, you know, Kim, I just can't do it anymore. I'm done. And I knew for her that meant she had Taken pills, or done something else. I continued to talk to her on the phone, but I was driving to her location. When I got there, I walked up to her, and she was like, what are you doing here? How do you even know where it was? I said, oh, I just remember us coming here. When you're struggling, I remember us coming here. And sure enough, we were out by Lake Dallas. And, you know, we sat there, and she's bawling. And she'd already told me she'd taken pills. I'd already called 911. And we're sitting there and we're talking, and the sun, the sun was going down, and it caught my eyes for the first time. And she realized I'd been crying. My eyes were completely red. And she said, are those tears for me? And I said, a couple of them, but most of them are for me. I said, I'm struggling. I'm broken. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know what to do. I'm having a, I was having a really bad day. And she said, well, you can't give up because you're the one that helps everyone else. She said, you're the most fearless person I know. And if you stop fighting, who's going to fight for us? And in that moment, I asked her to make me a promise that we didn't have to live for next week. We just had to live for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And that if I was willing to do it on the worst day of my life, could she do it too? And so we made a pact about that time the paramedics showed up. She, I can happily tell everyone, this was in 2018. That person is still here. She is still doing well. She's had a few different episodes and we keep in touch and is still taking it one day at a time. But for me, I went and I bought, that night, Fearless She. I sat on it for another two years. I went on a podcast. I was like, I'm going to launch. I'm going to do all these things and got involved in a relationship that kind of threw me off kilter Mm because I thought I could fix it Mm -hmm. before everyone knew it was broken. And then I just, like I said, friends, other people reminded me, Kimberly, all of these are thank you moments. They're not why me moments. And I challenge all women to that. When things, trauma, abuse, handle it, report it, get it taken care of, but then say thank you. Because your story, your journey is gonna help somebody else. It's not a why me, it is thank you because I'm going to embrace this, I'm gonna survive this and I'm gonna use it to help someone else. So my trauma recovery expert title is because not only did I study it and I'm book smart And I have the licenses and the training to counsel someone. I have the coaching license to coach you, but I also have the real world to know what it is to feel beaten, broken and down and out and know that the ground is as low as it goes. And you can rise from that and you can take someone with you, you know, and there are many women in powerful leadership positions who are trapped in a prison. And ladies, I challenge you because it's up to us to save this world, to bring the beauty back into the world, to remind people when they're going to war, when we have trash, when they are not remembering it's a green, beautiful planet, to bring that beauty back into vision and to do our part. Be involved in nonprofits, be involved in all the charity work, serve and serve endlessly. Because we are the difference in this world.
0: Wow. You're such a powerful speaker. I could listen to you all day long. We're going to end uh, with her website. So I urge you to go to fearlessshe.com and get plugged in. Go to the luncheons. uh, Reach out to her to connect. Uh, Kimberly Elliott, thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed it.
0: You bet. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.